0: Consider that the ecosystem currently is in a development stage in Brazil and also Latin America. But I mean, we see that breaking these existing barriers and applying these innovative technologies to these entities uh, and be able, of course, to scale uh, its products and services. I think are big challenges for the sport tech startups. But as I mentioned to you, big opportunity due to the size of the market.
1: You're listening to Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. Hello and welcome to Sports Seek Feed. I'm your host, Thomas Loames. Great to have you join us again this week. On today's show, we have Ricardo Mazzucca, CEO of Arena Hub, the largest innovation center for sport in Latin America. The Hub Seek's developed sports media and entertainment industries, generating social and economic impact. Before Arena Hub, Ricardo worked for 20 years as the sports marketing director for TV Globo, a Brazilian media group that's the largest commercial TV network in LATAM and second largest in the world. He also served as a South American marketing manager for Umbro. Arena Hub is a global partner of Sports Tech World Series, so we're delighted to have Ricardo on the show to highlight the growth and potential of LATAM as a market for sports technology. If you'd like to stay up to date with STWS and our partners uh, like Arena Hub, then subscribe to our weekly newsletter, uh, sportstechworldseries.com forward slash newsletter. There's articles around kind of everything in sports tech, so it's a good little digest, kind of snackable content that you can read through, and then we also include some deep dives uh, if you want to go further on to particular topics. It's also where you will find updates about the podcast. So if you're not subscribed, I'd suggest you to do that. But if you listen on Spotify or other platforms, then uh, feel free to sign up for the newsletter and we'll we'll let you know when a new podcast is published and you can dive into that. Thanks again for joining us on Sports Tech Feed, the global sports technology podcast. Ricardo Mizuka CEO of Arena Hub. Welcome to Sports Tech Feed. Great to have you on the show. Thanks,
0: Thomas. My pleasure to be here with you.
1: So... Let's dive straight into it. About Arena Hub, can you tell us a little bit more about the space, the program, how it's structured, what your aims and activities are? Yeah, sure.
0: Well, Arena Hub is pretty new. I mean, we just launched uh, last year. Uh, we started operation physically in, in September two thousand and twenty. And just to give it a brief description, it's like Arena Hub is a, an entrepreneurship, knowledge, and innovation center, right? That seeks to develop the sports, media, and entertainment industries to generate social and economic impact uh, and connect the whole ecosystem of industry startups, sports entities, brands, investors, universities, research centers, athletes, students. I would say like our ultimate goals are creating, supporting and accelerating initiatives, companies, technologies and ideas that use sports to promote social transformation. We we are a complete ecosystem with three main verticals, right? The sponsors, companies that support initiatives and the industry development. Uh, The startups who are responsible for bringing technologies, ideas and products and services. And the third part is the industry partners, I would say sports entities, clubs, leagues, federations, athletes, professionals. And they all form a a powerful platform and field of tests for the startups, uh, products and services. And and we we complete this ecosystem and knowledge center. The contribution of universities, schools, courses, academia, acceleration programs, mentorships, and training, and also a mindset of social and, and of social impact in all of our activities. This is one huge thing for us. Uh, if we talk about the way we operate, go, go on. You, you want I was going to say just just
1: a bit more about the actual the space. I mean, where you are just as a bit of a, a context for that. Where where you're located um, physically and kind of your focus areas.
0: Okay. Yeah, we we are located in Alliance Park Stadium. It's a stadium of a soccer club in São Paulo, Palmeiras. Uh, we are located there. I mean, we are operating, as I mentioned before, since September, and of course, due to the pandemic, I mean, the the space is. We are working with all the restrictions that are that are needed, but it's it's already working and it's a a place for for connection. So startups are going there, companies are going there, sports entities are going there as well. Uh, when you mention about the, the the themes we work I mean we have eight more eight main thesis that we work like fan engagement, human performance, intelligent spaces and IoT, knowledge, business intelligence, e-sports, media and content and social impact and sustainability. Uh, so these are the main themes we work and we have startups from all these eight different themes working and operating with our ecosystem and our platform we, we used to say that we are we are a platform and we have the, the hardware that's our office located in the stadium, but we also have the software that's our platform that it's a miss, massive business network, right? It's And this is a must in our purpose. I mean, really to connect that system and generate all possible collisions and businesses among, among the partners we have. We have acceleration programs that I mentioned to you, brand activation, lots of events, right? Uh, lots of events, digital ones and Hopefully very soon some physical events for the whole community, training programs, uh, strategic support for, for startups and organizations and entities. We really like to, as soon as we have a new entity, sports entity coming with us, we do a huge immersion with them, right? To understand all, all their challenges, understand all their problems. And through this, we connect with specific startups that might solve these this specific issues and, and transform this entity on with innovation and a lot of projects. So... That's uh, that's how we really operate at the yeah. River Hub in São Paulo.
1: And who who are some of the partners involved? Like who who is it made up from? Um, obviously, you mentioned Palmeiras, the uh, the São Paulo football club. Um, who are some of the other partners mm-hmm. uh, involved in the program?
0: Okay, so I mean, good. Yeah, today, uh, Thomas, we have like we have more than sixty startups already part of our ecosystem. Associates. as I mentioned, two startups that cover all these these themes. And when we talk about sports entities, we have around 30 sports entities already with us. We have the Brazilian Olympic Committee uh, it's with us, Brazilian Volleyball Confederation, Basketball Confederation, just to name a few. We have Federação Paulista, which is the Federação Paulista Football of the of the state of São Paulo. We have clubs uh, together, giant football clubs with us. So it's not only focused on football; it's all focused in all different sports, not only professional but also uh also leisure sports right amateur sport so it's we really uh, we really hug the whole the whole the whole ecosystem and not only specific areas that i mentioned to you
1: well, i, I would assume most of our listeners wouldn't be well versed on the latin american um latam market um when it comes to sports obviously everyone knows that that um latin america is football mad um certainly a lot of success and national pride for a lot of countries um, there, obviously. Brazil, chief amongst them. Um, but what's the opportunity in Latam for sports tech and innovation companies? Can you just kind of give us a bit more of an understanding of, of that market?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's when we compare Latin America with Europe and USA, of course, Latin America is way behind in terms of sport techs and sports innovation, right? Which one hand, that's the, the, real, the real real fact. But on the other hand, brings a lot of opportunities, a huge opportunity for the market to be developed, right? It's a huge market with around 600 million people, right? Many strong and worldwide known sports brands, modern sports arenas and venues, and a very innovative mindset on its population. Uh, As as you know, I mean, Latin America, people are very passionate for sports and social media, right? And very open to new ideas, I think, which makes a proper environment for for developing innovation in sports. but that for really happen, I think it, at a broader level, I think it's essential to have an industry ecosystem prepare for it, right focus on this long and challenging process and it's, it's essential to have and to change the mindset, turn to innovation and I think this is one of the main objectives of arena hub like to promote and develop the ecosystem and foster this transformation of the industry to innovation. Uh, and when we take, when we look at Brazil and Latin America I mean sports entities are starting to look at innovation as part of the strategic planning and not only as an isolated and opportunistic, opportunistic activity, right? They are now hiring CTOs and digital marketing professionals, which was not common and natural uh, at sports entities and clubs until a few time ago. They are creating innovation departments. They are working with data management tools to, to know their fans, uh, amplify the engagement, developing new streams of content and distribution, and so forth. I mean. So, considering that the ecosystem uh, currently is in a development stage in Brazil and also Latin America, but I mean, we see that breaking these existing barriers and applying these innovative technologies to these entities uh, and be able, of course, to scale uh, its products and services, I think are big challenges for the Sport Tech start- startups. But as I mentioned, too, big opportunity due to, to the size of the market,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the scale, your, uh, your previous employer, Globo, who um, some people might have heard of, which is the largest broadcaster in Brazil. And I think the second largest in the world um, mm-hmm. and ABC network as, as an individual broadcaster, obviously you look at something like NBC Comcast and you take all the little, little bits of that. Um, it's probably bigger to put together, but yeah, second biggest in the world, massive opportunity and it, it, just huge just in the, in terms of scale sports man and what they can do and what they can connect. Um, so as you said, it's, for an emerging market, it's, it's certainly exciting to be a startup in that space because you can, you can have a lot more impact than maybe in further advanced areas um, in other markets. So with sports, kind of the disruption of digital and technology in sports, what are some key areas that you see the biggest opportunity for? So drilling down into specific areas, you can either refer to those eight um, areas that Arena Hover are focusing on. Mm-hmm. And maybe just in general, but then also specifically within South America.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, I would say like data management, fan engagement, and monetization I think is a huge, huge thing. I mean, many people know, oh, I have like 30 million supporters. I have 15 million supporters. have, But I mean, if you, don't, if you don't know them, this number is not really valid. I mean, it's uh, it doesn't really help. So I think in more and more sports entities and companies, they are in the process to really understand deeply their customers, right? Who they are, where they live, how do they buy on or, or follow their team, their aspirations, their relation with the brand, the customer journey and behavior. I mean, how did these people behave? So it's really important to to know that. So you can offer better products, you can be much more assertive uh, on your on your offer to this, to these people. And of course engage them deeply and as a consequence uh, increase your revenue uh, from this relationship, right? So Data management, fan engagement is a big is a big area in in South in Latin America, and many of the startups that are in our environment are dealing are working with this with this specific area. Uh, another huge thing in Brazil, I think it's worldwide, is wellness, right? And, and anything related to make people healthier and practice more exercise. Like I think this is another major area that is increasing, uh, especially with new technologies, how artificial intelligence can help this, this, the devolution of this area. Another area area would say that's related to the previous company. I work at global is like media and content, right? One example is like remote production and distribution of content. Sure. That's one thing distribution, like OTT and other platforms, like how to relate with the fan outside of the specific game. How do you provide content for this fan and how to create a long-term relation, a long lasting relationship with them. So I think it's, it's important, but as a, a big challenge is how to monetize these different platforms that are really people are struggling in order to test in many ways, but really struggling so far to, to how to monetize and analyzing the risk of cannibalization with the traditional model. So I think we are in this process of discovering how this ecosystem is going to work. But it's, I think it's a major a major, major area as well. Esports. Esports, I think, it's another one that is growing worldwide and not differently in Latin America. Many brands, not only endemic ones, but Traditional brands are entering this area in this field because it's a way to to really to relate to different audiences, to relate to younger targets, uh, and and also to 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 be part of their story, to be part of the story telling that these people are, are following. Right? 5G, I would say, it's an, another big mm-hmm. hit that is coming pretty soon, and we are, as I mentioned to you, we are at Islands, we are based at Islands Park, which is a, an arena that is really ready to 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 do 5G tests. So it's uh, I think something that is gonna really grow fast in the coming time, coming months. And it's, it, it, it affects uh, the fan engagement, the venue experience, the content production. I mean, it has impact on many different areas, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and another,
1: go yeah. on. Uh, well, I was going to say 5G is something that's in and of itself, it's not a, like a, a trend, if that makes sense. It's, it's something that underpins so many other areas. Right within sports technology and, and innovation. And that's why it's so exciting because it opens the door to mm. so many more things across the, 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 the full gambit of sports tech. So um, some of the things that you listed uh, previously, so obviously the fan engagement experience, like if you want to be able to do augmented reality or um, some of the activation in your stadium, you need the bandwidth to be able to do that. Uh, 5G helps with that remote production. It helps with being able to do that. The wellness side, if you have, say, some really cool stuff coming out with um, wellness and fitness and health is uh, tracking through mobile phones. So data capture and analysis from a mobile phone, um, smartphone video, but then the ability to be able to have that processed in the cloud, reduce the latency to near zero, and then it actually makes it much more engaging and useful because coaches, athletes, and your average Joe's and Josephine's can use their phone to um, as a a training tool. So it's really cool. And and that's something that's certainly big in um, emerging markets. You see it in the India subcontinent, um, the amount of mobile phone users and similar in in Latin America. And then the ability to democratise access to this tech through faster internet speeds and more internet coverage is enormous because it opens up a much bigger market that was only really restricted to people that had access to the best internet in certain areas and and you just open up so you open up rural areas urban areas it just yeah, it really opens the door
0: yeah i think i mean you said right we have a great challenge uh, i can say about brazil regarding broadband i mean as soon as this is democratized as is mentioned and you have people have access of good internet connections world uh, nationwide and, and region wide i mean the, the impact is going to be massive i mean we really have no different areas right not only in sports but in education as well so i mean mm. it's, it's going to be really big and with this with the, with the broadband increase is going to be a really game changer for, for for the whole market not only sports but also different areas as education as medicine and health i mean it's it's going to be big
1: yeah, 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 definitely. And something that's certainly important in those emerging markets is it's, in our little bubble of sports tech, um, where it is, it's just, as you said, a game changer. There's no, no better way to put it. So um, what else is there something, I guess this is more of a kind of a business tip for people that are coming into Latin America looking to expand into that market or looking to do business in that market, apart from obviously connecting with Arena Hub and, and leveraging your networks. What's, I don't want to say necessarily cultural differences because I, I don't want to pin it to that, but what's something just about doing business in that market that people from, say, the US, Europe, Australia wouldn't necessarily know?
0: I mean, I think it's like the cultural challenges, naturally the same from anybody from, from Latin America going to Europe or to, to the US to make business or to Australia. It's and you have to take into account the, the cultural differences and how do people react and how do people relate. I think this is the main Cultural, its culture is important when going abroad to make either business or for just traveling and and for leisure. So I think it's it's one part to be considered. I mean, you could go. I mean, bureaucracy might be something that is different from country to country. So you might find maybe Latin America countries more bureaucratic in terms of doing business with 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 other compared to other ones. On the other hand, I mean, p- people are much more like informal in many cases, right? In some countries, people are much more informal. Uh, are related to culture, and I think it's really to understand the ecosystem and understand opportunities. I think uh, there are many connections. A lot of a lot of people willing to invest in new technologies. People willing to invest not only sports but in general. I think there is there is money for good projects. I think I think mm-hmm. it's really to, to come with a good project that it, that fits that are fitted for, for the market, to have a, a clear understanding of where you're going, what you're where you're proposing. But I think it's 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 um, it's a market that is very open to ideas, as I mentioned before. So uh, I would say it's a great part of the, the world to 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 be looked at because as we mentioned before, Thomas a huge market potential and still behind compared to other regions. So a lot of opportunities in many different areas. So I think yep. it's It's a great time to to go there and take a shot, I think.
1: Yeah. And is it, I mean, what do you think has been holding it back to this point that it is behind, is it just a lack of investment? Is it a, uh, I guess, a lack of need for innovation? It's kind of one of those things that, well, it's always just worked this well. That's why we haven't embraced technology and, and digital and data and all this stuff.
0: Well, I think a mix of things. I mean, I can talk a lot about Brazil in this sense. I mean. You don't have this this um of course i'm generalizing here right there are many areas if you take a look at fintechs for, in, for instance brazil have great examples of fintechs that are there are huge now especially also in in, in, in sport I mean, we have we have some cases we have like in brazil if i'm not mistaken we have already 14 unicorns so i mean there's been pretty a lot of, of investment mm-hmm. and a lot of innovation in the market but i would say if we take if we if we go back in time i mean Maybe the mindset was not prepared for this. Maybe we're, we as a country didn't have this mindset of, of innovation. I think it's part of, of the way the country was developed and the way country was based on that not, was not prepared to innovation the whole time, was maybe more, more, more worried about commodities and how to, to, to fit in the, in the worldwide economy. Not a lot of development in terms of professionals, innovation, not a lot of engineers looking at it. Uh, maybe we're very dependent on foreign innovation, if we take a look at innovation in sports i mean that 's a question you mentioned why we' we're so we are so behind the whole world i mean clubs if we take about football clubs in Brazil, they were really worried about their only brands, the connection yeah. with the fans, but they were not worried about knowing their fans. maybe the tickets were fun, and they, the sponsorship was fun, was right okay and they they relied on the TV coverage they rely on on fans paying for the tickets and that was enough for them, right? You it was didn't a, understand it was the passionate. importance of get Right, exactly. Passionate, totally passionate. active
1: audience that, you know, well, yeah, I'm passionate. a bank, I make money by opening my doors, essentially, there was you no, know, there wasn't competition, there wasn't, you know, I had my fans yeah. and they were- exactly. It and a, and, exactly. And they were passionate and they'd live and, live and die for the club, bleed for the club and happy days.
0: Exactly, very passionate people in and just that's enough. That's, that's really good enough. I mean, they didn't understand and they didn't see the value of knowing this fan and understanding who is this fan in order to amplify the revenue streams from, from these clubs and from these sports entities. Of course, the, world, the, the, the way the world is changing with many possibilities of, of, of distribution of the content, uh, many possibilities of contact with the fans in different areas, not only on the games, uh, and of course, new streams of revenue, these this clubs started to look at international models, to look at international examples and international cases and understand, well, OK, that's a whole new and big field of, of you know, possible innovation that we can we can look for a lot of opportunities to, to, to go for it. And they are starting to, 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 to advance on this part, as I mentioned to you, to go like five years. I cannot name one club that had like uh, an innovation professional on its, on, its, on its board, that's really pretty new and many clubs are taking it, paying attention to this at this time, as we already said today, but I mean, and, and now it's a, it's, a, it's a one way without any possible return, I mean, they really have to move forward because if they do not change, if they do not innovate, they're gonna, they're gonna stay on their way, and other other sport entities are gonna take their place. Other entertainment and areas gonna take their place. Also, because they are competing with the time of the fan, sport has the advantage of the passion the fan has with the brand. I think that's a big advantage sports has compared to to any other form of entertainment. But it's still, I mean, if you do not provide a good product, a good service to your fan, they're gonna leave you, and
1: they're gonna look for something different to do it. Yeah, and certainly the, the globalised nature of um, fandom or even just connections um, mean that it's so much easier to be a fan of a league in another country, a team in another country, other sports, all right. that stuff is that it's, it's not just um, competing against the, the neighbouring state or neighbouring city um, or even the crosstown rival, it's within right. sports... You're looking at a whole bunch of other other um, groups that are that are potentially looking at your fans, and then I think more broadly. And I, and I don't like to push that angle too much because I think sports needs to band together as a industry to get better um, and really see that they're competing against fans' attention um, for, as an entertainment product. So as you said, it's it, especially younger generations. It's video games. It's um, streaming, it's on-demand services, all that kind of stuff. That really you are you are looking at. at how do you yeah? How do you compete against that? Um, so I think there was a there was a comment that um, Christian Lau, the CTO of LAFC, said, "Is our main competitors is the city of Los Angeles itself? It's mm-hmm. not another soccer club. It's not another. It's not a football club. The baseball, whatever it is. It's the city itself because there's so much going on. And right. the interesting thing in in during the pandemic is it didn't the amount of live stuff you go to obviously shut down and decreased but the amount of stuff that you had access to it just went up exponentially like the amount of things that you could stream you could tune into you could connect with um is just gone through the roof so that's also a positive though because I certainly feel like it's easier to connect globally with people um as we're doing now jumping on a zoom and, and having a chat um so that's something that I would encourage any sports tech startups listening that want to look at Latin America as a market to reach out to uh, Ricardo and Arena Hub and see how they could get involved and for the same for sports entities that maybe have a, a interest in that market then do the same.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean as you mentioned, I mean the way people are consuming media has it's it's changing, has changed a lot and it's still changing. I mean, people do not stay like hard for you to stay 90 minutes watching a soccer game just stand still there in front of your tv uh, the way you consume other 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 screens and relate to them so sports entities really have to adapt to this and to, to to understand this behavior in order to 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 be in contact with this person at the time they want to be in content offering them what they want to be offered and and so increasing their 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 engagement. So it's, it's a great challenge. And as we mentioned, because of Latin America, it's, it's very open to this kind of innovation. It's very open to social media. It's very open to, to understand what's going on. I think many opportunities, plenty of opportunities in that market for brands, companies, and startups, right?
1: Great. Right. well, we'll uh, include the details of Arena Hub um, in some of the show notes. So if people want to reach out, they can definitely connect um, and connect with you. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Ricardo. Before we go, I've just got one final question. What is your most favourite sporting moment of all time? I think
0: I think uh, I, I that two two of them. Two. Uh, all right.
1: Two related. Yes. Two I'll, related I'll, I'll to football. One.
0: Yeah, I mean, two related to, to soccer. One was was the final of Taça Libertadores in nineteen ninety nine when Palmeiras, my team, we won the championship. I was in that game, it was great. And the other one was together with my son, when we watched the final of the Confederations Cup in Brazil 2013, and Brazil played against Spain, and it was a great moment. I was with my son there, and it was, it was really nice. This family moment together, it, it was great
1: yeah yeah definitely oh well that's that's so great we'll um we'll try and include some footage of both of those if people want to look it up but thank you so much for your time ricardo um it's great to to really live up to what we're trying to do with uh being the global sports technology podcast and talks people from around the world and also great to have uh, arena hub as a partner of sports tech world series and us as a partner for you and, and helping you grow arena hub and what you're trying to achieve in latin america
0: Thank you very much, Thomas. my pleasure. And yes, you can count on us at the time you need it. Thanks a lot.
1: There you have it. That was Ricardo Mizuka from Arena Hub. Uh, really interesting what they're doing uh, down in LATAM. Uh, something we pride ourselves at Sports Tech World Series uh, is being truly global in our approach and our mentality um, to the sports technology industry. And great to have partners uh, like Ricardo and the rest of the team at Arena Hub that that help extend that. And and also uh, help us kind of support where we can, what they're trying to achieve. I'll include a link to Arena Hub uh, on the show notes. Um, so if you want to click through there and, and read up more on what they're doing. As I said, enormous market, enormous potential, just the religion that is sports uh, in Latin America is is very very plain to see. Um, and it's great that there's people kind of pushing together that um, that tech layer over the top of it to, to help drive it forwards. As always, I've been your host, Thomas Loams. Great to have you joining us, and we will see you again next time on Sports Tech Feed.